Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the first installment of a new bonus series that we're going to do here on Horror Movie Night called Growing Up Kelly, which was the brainchild of this podcast's brain father, also <laughs> Kelly, um, when we decided to bring his baby bro, Brian, Hello. as our third co-host, uh, or as our second co-host, if, if I'm co-host number two, he's number three. Is that the hierarchy? I don't know. But <laughs> here's my little spiel as we begin. But um, so since it's now me and the Kelly brothers as our show, um, Matt suggested that because we, we, we Facebook message a lot and always have. And when Brian got thrown in the mix – he started talking about some random shit, and I'm like, "This can't be real." And then Matt was like, "Oh, you're this is going to become a regular thing. You're going to be like, they're lying." <laughs> they tell stories of their childhood. So um, I was like, "You're probably right. You guys are absolutely insane people." And Matt was like, "I think we should do a bonus show called Growing Up Kelly," and here we are. So for our inaugural episode. Um, <clears throat> I wanted to ask you guys about talent shows as children because um, Brian posted a Facebook status a couple weeks, like a week or so ago, where he said something about the most insane talent show with a sock puppet. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing that 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 I like. I wasn't quite cool enough with Brian yet to be like, can I ask him this question? So I immediately <laughs> the messenger and I'm like, all in caps. Brian used to be fat. Because so, <laughs> he's a beanpole like me now. Um, that might have something to do with a later story that won't be quite so laughter inducing. But um, anyway, so Brian, why don't you tell everybody about your sock puppet talent show? And I think Matt will have some things to interject here as well. So I, I, I should start from the beginning. But I should actually start before the beginning um, of the talent show, which is I grew up and I had this best friend named Mike Adolph. He lived right behind me. Um, and then in about second grade, I got another best friend named Dan Easley. Congratulations. Said, yeah. I, I had two best friends or two friends, however you want to look at it. So I said, you know what I should do? I should make the trifecta and make us all best friends. What's the worst that could happen? Well, the worst that could happen was Mike Adolph and Dan Easley had a sleepover on Friday. 
they got together and then on Monday came to school and said, eh, we don't want to be your friend anymore. So I got submarine <laughs> out of my best friends. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. Okay, you know what? If I had any question that you were related to your brother before now, completely gone. Holy shit. That's the most so here, Kelly thing I've ever heard. Yeah. So here I am, no friends. Um, and I uh, just was, a, you know, I was, a, I was a dweeb. No one liked me. Um, my mom was like, I got to get this kid into a talent show. And she watched some, like, comedy, like, stage thing. But it wasn't, like, on, like, HBO or Comedy Central. It was on, like, Channel 3. And it was, like, some, like... Some like ridiculous talent show where this guy was singing Queen with puppets, but it was like Jim Henson professional puppets. And she's like, this is hilarious. I don't see any reason why my son can't do this. So she's like, you're going to go and audition for the talent show tomorrow. And you're going to sing Queen Bohemian Rhapsody with puppets, right? I didn't know the song. Oh, God. I didn't have puppets. But also, my mom was my only friend. I couldn't afford to lose her. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't having a great year. So, so I was like, okay, fine. I'll do it. Um, so I was like, but we don't have puppets. And she's like, just we'll, 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 we'll just take socks. So like not sock well, puppets. No, 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 no. See, she, pro- she goes, I will make you some sock puppets before yes. your audition. And then just forgot. Yes, that was it. She was supposed to make them and then forgot. So just handed me, I'm pretty sure they were my dad's socks, which is just kind of weird. Uh, so I had like these big, and like my dad's not a small guy. So they're like these big socks hanging down this little fat child's arms. And I, I, I go up on stage and I hit play on the CD and I was so scared that I just kind of kept my eyes closed the whole time and maybe peaked every like 10 to 15 seconds trying to mouth the words, but I didn't know how to mouth them. And like, you're not very talented in like when you're eight, you know, like now I could kind of fake mouth words, but back then I just thought it was opening and closing my mouth. <laughs> And then once in a while, like off key, like a second or two too late, I would just raise my hands to show these big socks on them, trying to make them <laughs> out, <laughs> a little bit with them. Um, so the so the show ends, the song ends. It's just crickets, just crickets. <laughs> and then my little sister's eyes start to wall up, and she starts crying because she just <laughs> she was in first grade, and she realizes, oh, this is going to be bad for him. <laughs> And therefore bad for me. <laughs> yeah. So I just waddle my fat ass off steam. <laughs> These two bullies come up to me that have been bullying me since first grade. And I'm like, oh shit. And they just come up and they're like, hey man, that was tough. Uh, but it wasn't too bad. <laughs> you know? Like just trying to, trying to comfort me. Um, yeah, so it was like the worst experience of my life. And the only good thing I thought I got out of it was like, Oh, now I have friends. But no, the next day the bullies were right back to work making my life living <laughs> hell for the next I, four years. Wow. You know what? I thought that you were gonna say, like, at least I kept my mom as my best friend, but no, she got she forgot about me too. Yeah, uh, <laughs> no, she uh I think I think she's still my best friend. <laughs> she she does not live that story down though, because it gets brought up. My sister Julie brings up that story 
any chance she could because she's like, all I remember was feeling so sad because he would just open up his eyes and then close them real tight. But it was like, it wasn't just like his eyes were closed. She said it was like he was trying to just vanish. Like just, if he squeezed his eyes hard enough, he would disappear. Yeah. And like this story really makes me like, there's one thing I question about, you know, being an AA and, and it's, they say, you know, like, oh, an alcoholic. There's no reason that he drinks. He he just likes the effects produced by alcohol. But I think this is a big reason why, like, I <laughs> started using drugs. <laughs> oh, well, man. and, like, so Brian has coined this phrase about our mom where he says, our mom is the greatest trier that's ever existed. <laughs> um, so like, she because she, she signed me up for the talent show twice. Um, and the one time was she saw she was at a PTA meeting and the and the principal was like I have this idea for a skit I think it'll be really funny so like if any of your kids are interested like have them sign up so my mom's like oh that sounds great let me sign Matt up for it so I get to the to the practice we had to meet over winter break <laughs> like three times so my winter break involved practice for this skit and it was me and all of the kids who were forced into doing the skit via detention. So I was the only person who like genuinely signed up for it. And the idea was that he was going to lip sing the song Calendar Girl. And each one of us would come out dressed in drag for a different month. What? Oh, man. <laughs> and I'm like in fourth grade. <laughs> so I, I was Halloween. So I came out dressed as a witch. But like. You might be thinking, I don't know this song. If you've seen Deadpool, you know this song. <laughs> the like, I love, I love my little calendar girl. It's like, it was bizarre. And I don't realize it's, it wasn't until like maybe two years ago when Deadpool came out and I was listening to the soundtrack and telling that story to someone. She was like, so you dress like a woman for your elementary school principal? And I was like, oh yeah, that's kind of fucking weird. Yeah. yeah. Um, as soon as you told me that, like the, my spite, my like pedo spidey sense just like tingled. <laughs> like, <laughs> but then the other idea, and Brian can attest to how bad of an idea this was, was that uh, the other idea was, um, hey, Matt, you should just go up there and tell jokes. Oh, <laughs> oh man, that is a terrible idea. So I'm just standing up there and I've just got cue cards and my mom wrote the jokes. Every joke was a why did the chicken cross the road joke. It was 20 why did the chicken cross the road joke. Why did the chicken cross the playground to get to the other slide? Yeah, and it was like why the chicken cross the ocean to get to the other tide. (laughs) So bad. Wow. And like like mom was just trying to help, you know, and and, and, because me and my brother were very lonely children. But like what she doesn't understand is I forget who said there's some quote where this guy said, I'm not afraid of hell because I can get used to anything after 21 days. And like that was my life. Like after like a month or two, like I was OK with playing with my gooey Louie by myself in my room. I didn't need to go out and make friends or embarrass myself in front of an entire school. And it's just it's so unfortunate because that is my mom. It's like, oh, my my son doesn't have friends, so I'm going to do this to help him make friends. And it's just like, no, you just put a fucking target on my back. Thanks, mom. And that's been my that was my life up until drugs. <laughs> well, so, so the flip like, side- that has been my life until yesterday. I finally <laughs> my way out of my mom's grasp. Which, like, I, I think it's important to stress 
there is nobody in this world that I think is a better human being than Donna. Absolutely. Like she is like, she is such a good, like genuinely good hearted, like will just let any, she's let so many strange, like borderline strangers live in her house because they didn't have a place to stay. Like she is a genuine saint, but as Brian said, tries so hard for her kids and it, it usually like backfires. Um, this will be a future episode, but uh, Brian and I have a nickname for her as well, which is uh, Dr. D. <laughs> she always has these home remedies to fix things, and they always just make the situation yeah. far worse. <laughs> and like at 20, I'm about to be 28, and I still just, she's such a sweet girl that like her terrible attempts at things, like I just allow to happen. So I have this weird thing where I have to use every gift that she gets me. And, and, and as I said, I'm, I'm, I'm 28, so about to be 28. So Christmas two years ago, I was about to be 26. And one of the shirts she got me was like a Walmart shirt of uh, Daffy Duck, like almost laying like the Rose Titanic position, saying, uh, I'm not lazy. I'm just work impaired. And I, I wore it one day while I was home at 26 years old, <laughs> just to, just to be like, Hey, thanks for the gift. Mom. <laughs> um, all right. So before we wrap this up, I mean, the, the positive thing to this story is that while Brian and I both had very awkward, like talent show f- failures, we also like. High school, both had really successful high school performances in the talent show. Yeah, it's actually true. Uh, so I'll let you do yours first because mine mine ends in a song that I'm probably just going to play at the end of the episode because words won't do justice. You have to hear what I did. But uh, you you danced your little ass off with a guy who was way more in shape and attractive than I you. I did. I did. So um, somehow... <laughs> freshman sophomore year I started to have friends a lot a, a decent amount of friends um I think there's a correlation that I'm not going to keep repeating but I had a decent amount of friends um <laughs> and uh so one of my good friends is actually he lives in Miami now he's very close to me I still see him which is really cool he was the high school quarterback and we were like we should just do the dance off to American Pie so we did and then we just added more songs to it and turned it into like a, a, a five minute thing. And like, it was awesome. But like, just like Matt said in our school district, it's like, even the teachers and principals are egotistical where like Matt went all three nights and it was easily the best skit of the night. Like it was, it was just like we, the way it was well-versed and that you know, not to be cocky, but it was just like the crowd went crazy. And then it came time to coin like the best skit of the night. And we lost to the the teacher who was directing the talent show, put his own skit in and gave himself the best skit. So what? we lost. <laughs> yeah. Your <laughs> school like, sounds ridiculous. Yeah. Mr. God's oh, like, yeah. and the winner is me for my. <laughs> <laughs> That's a straight team movie experience right there. Oh. I, I've told you before that the reason why I love Get Over It so much is that Martin Short's character is 100% the guy who did all of the school drama and talent show yeah. stuff. <laughs> like, like looked like him, acted like him, even sounded like him. Like, he was he was great. <laughs> but at, a pr- at what price, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Well, and I've got the video of Brian's talent show performance still, so I can post that on the Facebook it's on page YouTube. when we drop this episode. Yeah, it's on YouTube. Okay, I was about to say, uh, like, get his consent first, but wow, you guys really plastered that shit everywhere. Well, I was really excited, and I showed it to my girlfriend, like, two months ago. I was like, dude, look at this. Because it was, like, my prime, and she just texted me back and said, that's four minutes of my life I'm never going to get back. <laughs> and we just never discussed it. <laughs> I, I feel like she says that after every time you guys have sex, too. So <laughs> No, 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 Scott, it's two. It's two. <laughs> <laughs> But like for me, I um, I had been like really established my. So I think the biggest difference between like my high school experience and Brian's high school experience was that like Brian was definitely still trying to figure out like who he was and and like really you know doing things that he's mentioned a few times already. Um, but like I was very like I by like sixth grade I was like oh. I'm the loser. <laughs> it's like, Jesus. okay. And like, I just kind of embraced it. Like, I was like, all right. So like, I started signing up for like stage crew and like signing up for like the TV studio and like getting really involved in the stuff where I was just like, I don't care if this doesn't make me popular. Cause I'm not popular anyway. Is this so, why Ska like, really appealed to you at the time? Oh, so much. Well, everybody in the TV studio and stage crew was a Ska kid. That is, that is a nineties joke. That is 100 percent accurate yeah. oh it absolutely is matt will send you matt but, will post pictures on the group holy shit but, but uh i so i signed up for the the talent show to mostly do stage crew but i had written a rap song the year prior for my science class that was like oh no it's this weirdly, yeah it was like story. weirdly popular yeah like it was weirdly popular in the school and uh, it was a rap song to My Name Is by Eminem, but it was all about chemistry stuff. And people fucking really liked the song. like, And it wasn't like ironically liked. Like people really enjoyed the song. So I was like, okay, well, let me do the stage crew. Like, like let me sign up and do that for the talent show. And that was like the only thing that I was planning to do was I was going to do this rap song and get off the stage. Um, and he's like, well, you can't just be out there rapping. Like, like, like there needs to be something. So we, I, unfortunately I can't find a video of, of the actual talent show performance, which sucks, but like we had a kid who could break dance. So like he was dressed in a lab coat, like break dancing. And then we had another kid who was just like my hype man, who was all like the three of us were dressed in like these long ass lab coats with like black rim glasses with tape on the front of it. And like the, like, so I'm in the middle rapping and the one kid's break dancing. The other kid's just like doing the flavor flavor, like hype man, where he's like repeating like the last line of each verse. Just white suburban. And then, (laughs) oh yeah. Ridiculously nineties white kid. But like the entire, like everybody in the talent show was like, I want to be a part of the skit. Like it was like, everyone could tell that this was going to be a thing. People left the variety show remembering because the song was like hyper catchy. So everybody in their spare time built costumes of like different periodic tables and like Bunsen burners and all this stuff. So the stage was literally filled with like 40 people dressed as the periodic table and all this science shit, just kind of like standing in the back. And the vision that I had for it was when Eminem performed um, real slim shady on MTV. And it was just him and like a giant group of dudes in white t-shirts with blonde hair. Like it was like, they're just filling up the stage. Like they're not even like, doing a dance or anything they're just there so like that was what we did and the the guy who directed it hate like directed the variety show fucking hated it <laughs> like it was 
it was so clearly going to be the favorite skit and it won every best award except for the one that he determined so it won like the people's choice awards and it won like the variety show uh participant award but like his like best skit award went to like his nephew or something um (laughs) (laughs) but the uh, but but the cool thing about that that like kind of led to the the closest thing to high school popularity that I ever had was not the rap skit, but uh, there was a group of kids who were trying to do a crocodile hunter skit. <laughs> like it was like crocodile God hunter. Damn, this is so on... dated. I, I love it. <laughs> yeah, they were doing like they're doing like crocodile hunter walking through Sun Valley and like pointing out all like the crazy people that are in Sun Valley, and the skit was like not working. And like this one girl who was in the skit came up to me and she was like, hey, like, I know that you're pretty funny and that you're like a good writer. Can you like rewrite our skit for us? And I was like, sure. So like I sat down and I like rewrote this whole skit and I almost feel bad because the kid who was doing the skit could not do a crocodile hunter. Like he could not do an Australian accent to save his fucking life. So like I show up the next day with this new script. And I'm sitting down and I'm like walking them through like how to do it. And as I'm like explaining to this kid, like, all right, so you got to be like, Crocky, I can't believe that's blah, blah, blah. And I'm like doing like the accent. And like midway through us, like me showing them the script, they were just like, hey, how about you just be the crocodile hunter? And they just fired the kid who was like, came up with the idea of the skit. And like, you're just going to play a random student in the back. I love how it's such serious business that you're like, they fired him. Yeah. He's getting paid. And I really want to know if that is word for word what she said. Because that just seems like, hey, listen, I know you're super funny and a great writer and have the biggest dick on this side of the Mississippi. She said you're you're fairly funny and you're okay. a writer. Like okay. like did you, did you I'm, not, I'm not blow inflating my ego. Hey, Matt, you're the coolest fucking thing in school. Please save the show. Yeah. Are you sure this happened in real life and not like a dream you had last night about high school? Actually, all these stories feel like say, nightmares and dreams that you had last night. I can't say the build up to it, but I can 100% say that those skits were a thing and he was the oh, people that he said he was. So they yeah, Oh, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, and I know I've, I've sat just... through this fucking song before. <laughs> I, I sat through it in school. I hate Matt rapping. I'm... And like I sat through it because I'm a friend. I'm five years younger than Matt. <laughs> And the teacher that he recorded it for played it for my class. I'm, I bet you oh he still God. plays it. <laughs> I don't even know who Eminem is anymore. <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Zach. Mr. Zach. You know what the most embarrassing – the worst thing about that is I did it for this teacher, Mr. Zach. And then <laughs> I was working at Home Depot for a summer. And this was like maybe it was after college. So it had to have been like five, six years after after high school. And Mr. Zach came in to buy something. I was like, hey, Mr. Zach. And he had no clue who I was. And I was like, uh, the the chemistry rap kid. And he goes, oh, I still play that song for my students. Like, <laughs> you didn't hit him with the hydrogen? He <laughs> was the chemistry teacher. So instead of saying hi, you would say hydrogen to him. And he would say iodine. Because that is the periodic table, H-I, for high. Wow. Yeah, he was a wow. real poon slayer. <laughs> <laughs> he was always well, like, drowning oh, in that H-T-O. Yeah. Well, all right. So 
So I'm gonna play the so I'm gonna play the song at the end of the episode. But I guess Brian can can help me justify like the reason that this song came to be at all was that he had a thing called the chemistry chant in his class, and it was at any point during the 45 minute class, a random student could stand up in his chair and yell chem. Yeah, and then someone else would yell is, <laughs> and one more person would yell tree, and like that was like. His like way to make teaching cool, like wow. in the middle of class, you can just be like, "Cap!" Like, <laughs> you know that like, you know that teacher in Monster Squad who's like, "I think science is cool, man." Yeah, He's him. yeah no, was, if it was a '90s show, yeah, it if it was like a '90s movie, he would be the chemistry teacher that's also the main character's father. That just really wants to. <laughs> but uh, the other big the, the the reason why the song was written, there's a couple lines about it, but he made it so that our class couldn't do the chemistry chat anymore and the song was like my attempt at like getting it back and it worked like he was like all right you actually know what you're talking about in some of the verses about science so like you can do the chemistry chant again but it was because one kid stood up in his chair and just went (laughs) the room had done like history it's straight. Like he just held the chem for like a solid minute, and like someone popped in the room was like, "Is everything okay?" And he was so embarrassed by it that he was like, "We can't do the chemistry chat in this class anymore. I'm taking the it." The best you. part like, about this is that someone's gonna pop into your room in a minute here and be like, "Is everything okay?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's. That, I, I think that's a good ending point for for episode one of Growing Up Kelly. Uh, hmnpodcast at gmail.com if you've got any questions that you'd like to have me and Brian dig deeper into send us some emails and and let us know hey what's the story with this Uh, I mean we definitely can talk about Dr. D for for a good (laughs) point I think that what's going to happen though is that a bunch of these people are going to come out of the woodwork and I'm not saying that they're going to be me with alt email accounts but like I've got a lot of fucking questions and I'm probably going to ask them all myself 60 years has been leading up to this craziness. <sighs> ha! This class is. This class is. This class is. Chemistry. Ha! This class is. This class is. This class is. Chemistry. Ha! This class is. This class is. This class is. Chemistry. Ha! This class is. This class is. This class is. Chemistry. Hi, kids. Do you like science? Can you tell me the difference between homo and heterozygous? You're gonna copy me and do what I did? I poured acid into a beaker till it exploded. My grades deflate cause I can't create a graph to show the rising temperatures of false fate. And Mr. Zack said, I don't know why I started. The chemistry cheers, the sheer I will depart in. You see, it goes this way. One day, Mr. Zack, he took the chemistry chant away. I won't say who did, but one kid yelled the word cam for over a minute. I threw my head back and laughed when Zack came back. Chemistry chant could no longer do that. Zack said, we don't do the cheer no more, dog. But then he gave it back after winter break off. This class is, this class is, this class is chemistry. Ha! This class is, this class is, this class is chemistry. Ha! This class is, this class is, this class is chemistry. Ha! This class is, this class is, this class is chemistry.
Had a science teacher when I was in junior high. We called him Mr. Waz and he was a real cool guy. Although now that I think about it, I think he lied. But I got straight A's so I really didn't mind. In the science club, I had a lab to make up. I burnt a hole through the table. It went right through a glass cup. Wound up in attention. It was almost a suspension. I got the teacher's attention as he yelled at me and my friends. 99% of my lab results aren't true. I just write down what my lab partner tells me to. I used a Bunsen burner to inflame a candy wrapper. But the teacher thought it was Heather and came and yelled at her. The classroom blew up and kicked on the ceiling fans. Everybody wash your hands. Safety first, understand? When I was done telling that story to Zach, he said, okay, it's 12th grade now. Try not to do that. Ha! This class is, this class is, this class is chemistry. Ha! This class is, this class is, this class is chemistry. Ha! This class is, this class is, this class is chemistry. Ha! This class is, this class is, this class is chemistry. Oh, great! My I still have to put it in scientific notation. Am I passing or failing? Too much fear inside. I can't say it's in my car. Why? Because I don't drive. The fact is that I spent my life going through high school not knowing how to divide. My teeth grit when the board squeeze from chalk. Writing gibberish talk on the calculate how fast I walk. Sometimes I get nervous with smelly armpits because the answers I write on my tests are ridiculous. I lay awake all night in my bed with the periodic table. It's floating in my head and I go completely mad and then I grab a notepad and I memorize all the atomic numbers in mass. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 